What a week. Grain markets are giving us whiplash with a historic sell-off on Thursday, followed by some money flowing back into the market today and recapturing some of those prior day losses. If you are at all curious about what happened in the grain markets, it was pretty much a perfect storm of bearish weather models, technical chart pressure, uncertainty around biofuel changes within the Biden administration, and an incredibly strong rise in the U.S. dollar. Class 3 milk continued to weaken, and most notably on the Q3 contract, so July through September, and that's because of the prospect for strong milk production figures uh, for the May data that'll be out Monday, as well as for the next few months. Herd size expansions and yields are well above prior year, which will continue to keep milk flow strong. Lucas, we now have a better idea of what domestic demand looked like in April with those updated figures out from the USDA this week. Also known as the Commercial Disappearance Report, of course, but was there anything important to glean from that data that you saw? Yeah, Alyssa, the commercial disappearance data, it's always a little bit delayed, but it does give us a good idea or a full month picture of supply and most especially demand in the month. It's important to note that this April data is against a, of course, very odd prior year when the pandemic was in its very early stages and demand was skewed across the board, but most notably on cheese. Total cheese disappearance in April this year was up almost 22% versus prior year. But even though that's a huge number, it was still up 7% versus two years ago. So very strong demand in the month. And of course, if you remember, block and barrel cheese prices well supported throughout April and into May on that strong disappearance as food service venues reopened in many parts of the country and end users did not want to be caught short with product. Butter was actually lower versus prior year. It was the first year-over-year decline since October. Uh, Again, you have to keep in mind that prior year skew, but it wasn't as severe on butter as it was on cheese. Demand was up versus two years ago. Across the rest of the complex, non-fat demand disappearance strong as well, both on domestic and export usage. And Way and WPC, of course, sales have been strong there. So impressive to see those movements. Not much else from the U.S. perspective. What else happened this week, Alyssa? We did start the week off with a global dairy trade event that was bearish for powders and butter. Weaker price action was primarily due to Southeast Asian buyers not really showing up at this event. And their demand levels were weak for higher priced New Zealand product. But the main reason this caused such pressure on prices, because this time of year, we see seasonally weak purchasing behavior from China as well. Yeah, kind of an interesting event there. It was the first really uh, bearish haul that we have been able to make in several events. Of course, prices well supported over the past few auctions based on strong demand from multiple regions, but you kind of hit it there. China still in the game. We continue to watch their inventories closely. We see whole and skim milk powder inventories in China tick higher, which on one hand tells us that their buying behavior might slow in the near term, but that's not necessarily our impression. I think it's the high ground take that as long as those domestic milk prices in China remain high, which 
Of course they do. Uh, we think that imports will remain firm and the GDT prices will be supported. I think it's important to note that even though we did call this bearish, uh, it was just kind of a small tick lower there and against what were lofty NZX expectations. Prices, especially in a whole and skim, still very firm versus what we would call a long-term average price after that March run-up. We did get EU data this week. Anything important to glean there, Alyssa? Yeah, EU milk production has improved quite a bit. April data that was finally released this week showed that despite Germany's ninth consecutive month of year-over-year production losses, they're the largest producer in the European bloc. It was a really robust month for EU milk flows as we saw incredibly strong volumes from Ireland, Spain, and Poland. It was a record April actually for those countries. And then looking at production figures in the region, it looks like a lot of that excess milk ended up in cheese. That does it for our little Let's Chat Markets discussing all the pertinent dairy fundamentals around the world. We look forward to being back on next week. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors.